0: coming up today it's all about the Adelaide 36ers Scott Ninnis to be announced as coach later on today we break that all down and what does it look like for the 36ers going forward the latest athletic mock draft has landed and some of our next stars are right in the thick of it is Justin Tatum a complete lock at the Illawarra Hawks yet and we talk about one of the greats of the NBL who will be getting his jersey retired that is all coming up on NBL Now Thursday, the 22nd of February, we are in, I guess, what you could call a little bit of a break at the moment, a bit of a holding pattern, but as always, there is a stack going on. Welcome to NBL Now. I'm Jack Heverin, alongside Pete Hawley and halls. We start with the Adelaide 36ers, a press conference to happen in a couple of hours from now, which will announce Scott Ninnis as coach for the next two seasons.
1: Yeah, it's great. I'm glad that it happened now. That's the first thing, with all the talk about Brian Gorgian and how close he got. Olga Nulis reporting that it was basically nearly a pen on paper and the fact that that didn't occur, they didn't waste any time and said, okay, let's get this done because you've got a whole off season now. Scott Ninnis can put the team together that he wants, the team that he thinks can compete for a championship, have a lot of say in that. They've obviously got DJ Vasilievich locked in uh, for a long-term deal, which is a great starting point. We've seen how he's played under... Scott Ninnis and the way they've thrived. And uh, to be honest, I'm glad this occurred because that last game, they had nothing to play for. Absolutely nothing to play for but the fans, but the name on the jersey, the Adelaide 36ers, and they came out there and beat a New Zealand Breakers team that had nearly everything to play for in terms of getting a home final. And uh, they got the job done, so a lot of credit to them. And again, I want to see what he can do with five months of an offseason, a preseason, a roster that he has a big say in
0: and, and what kind of splash they can make in NBL 25. Well, that's that's the next point from, I guess, a brand. So what what is Scott Ninnis and his coaching style, what's it going to stand for? The numbers suggest that Adelaide was scoring more when he took over as coach, but the numbers also suggest that they were allowing more points under Scott Ninnis as well. So is there is that his challenge to find a, a happy medium in amongst all of that or are they just going to pick one side and go with that?
1: Well, no, I think that's everybody's challenge, right? Because, again... It's hard. In the NBL, if you're not an elite defensive team, you're going to be in trouble unless you're a very good offensive team. You just cannot get both done. We've seen that. Melbourne United can can do both. Tasmania have always hung their hat on the defensive end, and that's why they're always around the mark. When Perth turned things around, they locked it up defensively. I think a lot of it's going to come around what team he decides to build. And the way they've played, Trey Kell's been really good, but they've been feeding the ball and low to Isaac Humphrey. So once they've kind of locked in, I assume those those bookends of the starting five and how the roster looks and we're expecting some movement with the bench as well. When you get that offseason, everybody's locked in. You put in your defensive strategies. You put in what you want to do, how you want to make things work, and you have multiple weeks to work on that before the season begins. And yeah, there's no doubt that, yes, they want to be high. Octane on the offensive end, it'll be fun to watch. DJ Vasilievich is going to like to get him up as he always does. But if you back that up with being very good defensively, if you're elite offensively and very good defensively, you can compete for a title. If, so, if you're not elite at, and you're okay offensively, you can be around the mark. But if you're just not there defensively, it's just not going to happen.
0: I know you started diving into depth charts and all that sort of stuff already. So I want to pepper you with a couple on the Adelaide thirty sixes because now that Scott Ninnis is appointed, the next thing will be, as you say, is, is building the roster. Uh, Isaac Humphries is going to come at a price, but if you can get the price to be right, are you bringing him back?
1: I think you have to. I mean, we talked about it potentially if Brian Gorgian comes in. Gorge wants to have a different style of play and the way that Gorge likes to play. Maybe that's not going to be down feeding the big men department. But Isaac Humphries under Scott Ninnis, it was almost immediate. As soon as he took over, they started to throw the ball inside and Isaac Humphries' game took off. But uh, the last that we got reported from Olgan a couple of weeks ago on overtime is they're a long way off uh, where both parties want to be. So how much closer that gets with Scott Ninnis at the helm? I'm not sure, but uh, there's some other elite players out there and some imports in the past that potentially want to come back. And uh, I think now it's it's an enticing place to go. You've kind of got a fresh start and a new coach who can build his own identity for this program.
0: What about Trey Cowell playing as a point guard, Pete? And this part of the question is important because he probably appears on a lot of depth charts as a two, but... Under Scott Ninnis, they wanted him and DJ out there together. So Trey Cowell had a lot of the ball handling duties. Do you like that or do you think they need a specific PG?
1: I mean, it worked for them. And again, I think Scott Ninnis helped unlock something in Trey Kell that perhaps he wasn't expecting in NBL 24. It wouldn't surprise me if that decision comes a little bit later on. Let's let's go down. We need a five-man first. What, what are we looking at there? Is there other pieces that want to come back? Is it Isaac Humphries? We locked that in. And then a 3 a three-man, a wing type who can really put some points on the board, those those impact type players that we've seen in the past, the Scotty Hobsons, the Casey Pravers, those ones to come in. And then once you've got that, then you probably go down the conversation of, is Trey Kell the point guard we want? He does a bit of everything. He had a triple-double. Uh, do we want to go down that route? Or are they thinking, look, let's get Isaac Humphreys locked in, and then let's chase a really high-level proven point guard and go down that. Then we've got our bookends in the starting five. We fill some nice pieces around it. We've got one of the best shooters in the country in DJ Vasiljevic. And There's two avenues I think they go down, but a lot of it I think will depend on what they do in that five spot.
0: And then the other is Kyron Galloway, who Code Sports have reported this morning that is out of contract, wants to wait and wanted to see who is coaching this team first before he decides. He's another one who's that under Scott Ninnis, we just saw these flashes, but we saw more flashes than what we'd seen in the past. How do they approach this young man?
1: Well, again, I think it's all going to depend on the other dominoes to fall, and that normally is what happens with with backup locals is, okay, Well, let's get the starting five, let's get the big names sorted, and what kind of pieces do we need to fill around it? If Scott Ninnis wants Kyron Galloway back and he wants to go back, I think it comes with – it's a minimum of like 20 minutes a game for sure from the start, right? Because he's proven himself that he can compete at this level. And uh, if you bring in a high-level four-man who's an import or a local, then, okay, our backup is locked in. We have Kyron Galloway locked in. He's going to be that backup 6th man type role. But he can also slide down. We can play a little bit smaller in the five spot if we just want to get out and run and use our athleticism because he's one of the more athletic guys in the league.
0: More on that coming later on today on NBL now, but as we mentioned, the press conference is scheduled for 10.30 a.m. Adelaide time, so we'll keep you across that one as it lands, but great news for Scott Ninnis, who's one of the good guys of basketball. To Sam Vecini and The Athletic, who have just dropped their latest ESPN mock draft. Now, Sam's incredibly well-placed to do this when it comes to the NBL players because he's here and he sees them all of the time. He has Alex Sarr at number two, Bobby Clintman at number 23, Johnny Furphy, who's doing some great things for Kansas in the NCAA at 29. And then a couple of next stars who have made some good runs of late months, as moves to uh, 52, Ariel Hookporty 55, and A.J. Johnson of the Illawarra Hawks at 58.
1: I mean, the NBA draft as a whole, right, unless you're one of those top five picks, everyone's drafting on one, what they've seen, but it's the potential, right, in, in a couple of years. What kind of player can they build into? it? And we're, and we're seeing that, which is no surprise that Alex Sar is floating around the one and two pick. And, I mean, he's he's a unicorn Type NBA body. We don't see that every day, that length, the athleticism, the way that he can impact games on both ends. And then Bobby Clemens kind of got that NBA frame. He's got that length, again, athleticism, rip down rebounds, run. He can step out, knock down the three, uh, loves to get out and transition. That's the kind of NBA body that uh, the uh, scouts, the NBA GMs looking at saying, we get our hands on him for a little bit and he can turn into a very very good NBA player and the flip side of it is we've seen how dominant Ariel Hookporty was with JLA out and what he could do back to the basket and it's kind of like the world of basketball especially in the NBA sense has moved away from the traditional big man and if you can't step out and and knock down a three or at least uh, a little bit further out than the block you, you kind of teams forget about how good you can be down low this this guy's a beast this guy's you talk about body-ready, he's probably the most body-ready NBA player we have in the NBL because extreme athlete, the physicality he has, the way he's bounced back from Achilles injury. But the way that all 2024 and the 20th century or 21st century of NBA teams, you've got to be able to shoot the three ball, which is why he's probably a little bit further down the stocks. But um, I believe that once he lands in the NBA, the teams will work with him and he can have a big impact
0: you won't find a harder worker than Ariel Hook-Porty. So if anyone's going to make it work and get better at, at their game, it'll be Ariel Hook-Porty. A uh, little interesting tidbit to come out of the, the finals launch and the follow-up from that halls around Justin Tatum and the Illawarra Hawks. We've kind of all just assumed that this is pretty much a done deal, that he'll be coaching Illawarra next season. But Jess left the door open slightly and said that, no, there's no deal as yet and that he has had a couple of inquiries from other teams within the league just asking what he's doing. The Hawks aren't going to fumble this one, are they?
1: There's no ifs, ands, or buts. This has to be done. And again, I don't like to point the finger, but if it hasn't been done and they lose him, it's Damon Lowry's fault. Because on the <laughs> broadcast, Damon Lowry was coming out saying, let's hold the phone. Look, we do not need to do it yet. And as our great man, Corey Homicide-Williams says, yesterday's price is not today's price. That man, when everyone was saying he was going to get locked in, they went on a three-game skid. Everyone thought, oh, this is why we're waiting. And now they've finished fourth, and we talk about teams that are peaking at the right time or can make a run at this. And no matter what happens now, what he's turned this team around, of course he's going to have phone calls. And if, if you're Justin Tatum, you're in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I'm kind of glad that this hasn't occurred a little early because, yes, I want to stay in Illawarra, but I also need to get what I think I'm worth because that's what it's all about. You need to know your worth, and I think he's been terrific. And, and again, if you're the Hawks, Get it done. There's no there's no if, and, or buts. This man, the way that the, the stadium is sold out, the way that the uh, community is rather gathered around him, I'm just impressed that a coach can take over and have this impact in such a short amount of time. I fast forward six months when he's got a say on the team that he wants to build. He gets to use the play with them in the offseason. All of that. I just see nothing but positivity coming out of Wollongong, and I just think that's how it has to get done. And if you have to pay a little bit more, so be it. That's what that man is worth.
0: Do you think that if they were to announce it before the start of the the playing game, so Illawarra have got Tasmania next Wednesday, do you think if they were to announce it before then, would it be just a a little lift for the playing group? Yeah,
1: I think the playing group would probably know as well. I think as we all – it seems inevitable, but stranger things have happened and we know that Brian Gordon pulled his name out, out of Adelaide and the success that he's had in the past there. But, yeah, I think the way they play for Justin Tatum is, is enormous and just listening to Gary Clark at the finals launch was uh, really impressive and I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. But, again, just I can't not look at six months and of an off season and a preseason where he has – full hands on this team and the way yeah. that he wants to put it together. And I just see a team that's going to be very hard to beat in NBL 25, regardless of who's on the floor.
0: Plot, it's coming or continuing to come, I should say, for Tom Abercrombie in the New Zealand Breakers. Last night, they had their awards night. Their CEO, Lisa Edser stood up in front of the room and announced that Tom's number 10 will be retired at the end of the season. It's not a surprise, but I guess it's a chance for us to just spew more love for Tom Abercrombie.
1: Yeah, had to speak to him at the finals launch. And again, just a, I mean, he's a terrific basketball player, but an even better human. And I uh, don't think it's hit him quite yet. And it's funny because I was standing between him and Modi Mail, And and Modi was saying I was a bit of a wuss in the press comments for not asking about how they dropped that last game. Um, and I looked at him and I was like, we're all afraid of you a little bit, Modi, when you when come off a loss. And uh, the way that he talked about it is they had a chance to have another home game completely locked in. And I think a lot of people expected once the Hawks lost on the last day of the season. All the Breakers had to do was win. They would get at least one guaranteed home game. Now they've got to get to a semifinal series to get another one for the fans to once again show their appreciation uh, to an all-time, not just Breakers great, but an NBL great. And Tom, he's he's funny the way he talks about what he's going to do next. I think he might actually be getting behind the mic for a little bit of the Tall Blacks games during this during the of break he was saying, which is, he said he's a bit nervous about, but he's excited uh, just for something different. So I'm um, looking forward to hearing the, the tones of one of the greats on the toolbox games.
0: I have no doubt that our man Andrew Mulligan will look after him and make him feel very much at home. Hey, before we finish up, Pete, the Boomers are in action tonight in Bendigo. Six debutants, I guess, from an NBL point of view. All eyes will be on, and it won't be... The, it'll be the, the first of many, no doubt. Rocco Zakarski wearing the green and gold. Great, though, for Josh Bannon, Nick Marshall... Jordan Hunter, I just I love this. Jordan Hunter missed all of two seasons ago, has come back. He gets better and better all the time. Nick Kay will be in action, who's no stranger to this league. Mitch McCarran, Isaac Humphries, DJ Vasilievich, Taron Armstrong, Ben Henschel. Some really, really good opportunities here.
1: I mean, Rocco's the one, isn't it? The, the way they're going to try and play, and again, you look around for the future, what he could potentially do, not just in Boomers' colors, but in the NBA and beyond. And the other two that I'm really keen to think about who would have a, a career or a, a long uh, longevity in the Boomers' program is, is Josh Bannon, for one. I think yeah. he's going to be solidified in that program. He's been unbelievable in his rookie. Year. And Taron Armstrong... Is another, we know he's young, but he's extremely talented. And the way that he grew from the start of the season uh, and the way that he finished, I think, shows that he is well past his maturity for his age and he's expecting big things. And then everyone else, I like to see DJ Vasilievich back in Boomer's colours. Uh, it's nice to see a new jersey on Mitch McCarron. He always really steps up when he's playing uh, for Boomer's Isaac Humphries. And you're right, Jordy Hunter, I think uh, he's well-deserved. He should have been there in a couple of uh, FIBA breaks. And uh looking forward to seeing the way they play with at with the Helm.
0: And a little shout out as well, speaking of that, Kerry Williams and Jacob Chance, part of the coaching group for this Boomers set of matches as well. And you know, I think, Halls, you, you've had, you know, Jacob and, and Kerry's done some great things as well. But I think Jacob's the next name to watch in Australian coaching.
1: Yeah, uh, the way he started in Tasmania, and it was no surprise, a lot of teams wanted to get him on their staff. And I mean, he's a genius, he's an unbelievable basketball mind, and he's so well respected. Uh, for where he is, which, again, you just think about what that can mean in the future. I think he's going to have a massive career uh, as a coach. And to be honest, I think once that starts and once he gets his first opportunity, I don't think he's going to be staying around here much longer. I think he's destined for really big things overseas.
0: Halls, thanks for being with us. Uh, I guess we can just kind of hang out a little bit this weekend, can't we?
1: Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got too much time on my hands now.
0: Might reacquaint ourselves with our families and then lock and load for when it all starts on Wednesday the 28th. Thanks for being with us on NBL Now. Joel and Liam will be back tomorrow. The big news of the day is the Adelaide 36ers and Scott Ninnis taking over as coach for the next two seasons. We will keep you across that. Have a good day.